somehow managed to make a new song within a day. Usually I get burned out if I try to make one too soon. But yeah, I did. I just got up this morning and just made a new one. I'll, I'll play it again. I'll, I'll play it at the end of the podcast. But yeah, I, 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 just, I just had the energy. I don't know why. Don't question it. Just embrace that you have the energy. It is Saturday. I'm recording on the same day as I post. That'll probably be happening for a while. It's, it's 12.30 p.m. Kind of tired still. I've been having trouble staying asleep lately. I'll, I can go to sleep pretty pretty easily, but I wake up around 3 in the morning and I'll just be up for an hour or two. It's weird. I'll go pee, I'll drink some water, and then I just try to close my eyes and it just doesn't go. I have some some recordings of me talking in my sleep. I was thinking about sharing it on here. That'd be that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I I need to start playing them again or start recording myself again when I sleep. I wonder if I if I still talk while I sleep. Some of them are are pretty silly. But it's like genuinely me asleep at 2 in the morning or something. And I'm just giggling. It's just, it's it's cute and kind of creepy. But yeah, I used to have I used to have actual problems when I was younger. Back when I was maybe maybe like eight to ten around that time. But I used to have night terrors. And for those who don't know what a night terror is, it's basically you we go to sleep. And you wake up in the middle of the night in the middle of having a nightmare. I'm awake, but my nightmare is still happening. And so it's, it's my nightmare in the real world, is, it's combined. So I'm seeing all these monsters walk into my room and things like that. That happened once and it was terrifying. I, I didn't know how to articulate it. I woke up, and my mom was on my shoulder like, what's going on? What's happening? She was, like, terrified, too. (laughs) And uh, because she didn't know why I was screaming. I was pointing. I just kept pointing at the monsters, but it was was crazy. That happened twice. And uh, it, it never happened again after that, so I'm not sure what. The deal was, was I deprived of sleep? But that's not really, that doesn't really make sense. I don't know, honestly. I don't know what triggers the night terror or what leads up to it. But it was spooky as hell. And hope I never have it again. I don't, I don't know how I would handle it today as a 25-year-old because... If I start tripping like that, I'll be convinced that I'm crazy, and then I might actually go crazy. But I also used to be a sleepwalker. I still might be a sleepwalker. 
the most recent story of me sleepwalking was two years ago in Oregon. One of my roommates was like, John, what are you doing? But I was, I don't know, I, I guess I was just moving around a lot and getting up and all that stuff. Whenever I was in college, my friend Dalton told me that I would stand up in the middle of the night and kind of run these, run circles and then get back in the bed. I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I wonder if I can like set up my camera, set up some camera in the night and watch myself sleep. I really want to catch myself doing something weird. But apparently there's a story of me when I was young again and I would walk into the bathroom and start crab walking in front of the mirror. Something weird like that. I, you can't really... I mean, it, it's... Some people would be frightened to see that. But I, as far as I can tell, I don't really do that anymore. I'm pretty sure I still sleep talk. That seems pretty standard. But, yeah, I'm going to try to put the recordings on GarageBand if I can do that in some way. I can I can get it in onto the audio somehow. I'll figure it out. But, yeah, I used to be really bad at that. Sleep is one of those things I'm really trying to get better at. I, I suck at going to bed at a decent time. And, oh, God, getting up. All I want in life, like, my main goal in life is to get up on my own merit. Get up whenever I want to get up. It's okay if I'm getting up early, as long as I am doing it on my own. Not from an alarm, just me waking up. That's all I want in life. That's really all I want. That's like the ultimate privilege, the ultimate luxury, is just having the option to get up on your own. Because my job requires me to wake up at 4.45, and no way I'm doing that on my own. So I just have a... Man, 4.45 is a shitty place to wake up, because you're, you're in the middle of deep sleep. And just to have an alarm abruptly wake you up and start screaming at you. It's the worst. And there is an alarm out there where you can... It's a it's a natural light thing where it just... Instead of making a noise, it comes on. It turns on like a, like a sun rising, pretty much. And that's kind of how we've evolved to wake up. We wake up with the sun. And... It's never had an issue like that. Or maybe waking up to chickens or something stupid. But, yeah, that's all I want in life, just to not have to wake up to an alarm. That's it. That's not it, but it's on the top list. It's in the top three for sure. What are my top three goals in life? 
That one for sure. That seems like a weird goal to have, but it it tells more than what that is. You know, the option to get up not to an alarm, but to yourself. It's a symbol. It's a sign that you're doing okay in life. Hopefully. Or you're jobless. But I'm going to go with the, the former. So, yeah, that's one of the goals. Also, the ability to make money wherever I want. Wherever I move to, I can still continue to make money doing the same thing. That's That's a goal. And what else? There's got to be something, right? This is my problem with with my goals in life because they're they're very vague. I don't really have clear cut goals to aim for, or I don't have I don't have clear cut methods to reach those goals because they're already kind of vague and non-specific. I feel like that's a big factor to accomplishing the things in life. You need to have very specific things in mind and it makes it much easier to actually hone in on it, man. But yeah, that's that's always been my issue. I like I've said before, I've I've lived kind of a very unstructured life. And that could be a good thing. I think I would thrive better in that way with less order, but I still need some kind of specific goal in mind. Then just leave me to my own devices, then I can make it happen. But when you when you have an unstructured life with no goals, that that can get dangerous. That can end up you turning 40 and still clueless as to what you're doing in life and things like that. <sighs> I've always liked the idea of going living in a hunter-gatherer society. It's like living in like a tribe of 50 people. That sounds nice. Where, where like it's all egalitarian, where everyone has a role to play and and all the roles are pretty equal, you know. <clears throat> that's a that's a society where socialism or communism would actually be very effective. But as societies grow larger and larger, that's when you can't that's when socialism stops working, you know. That that's when you have to encounter more strangers in your life and it develops, uh, there's less trust. So you need something like capitalism to kind of make it a little more viable. But in a society where everyone knows each other and you kind of all have more or less the same responsibilities, like hunter-gatherer societies, that's where socialism is It's is at its prime, you know. <clears throat> but it, it would never work in a country of, 320 million people. I just, no, it's, that's way too, no, nah, eh, but, but, yeah, it just, it sounds nice, because I hear all these stories about, 
where Westerners always, like Americans, they always, a lot of, most will sought out to go look for like Indian tribes, but Indian tribes never come into American society. It's always the, the opposite. So that says a lot. Where Americans have a much easier time uh, adjusting to an Indian tribe, a Native American tribe, than they do coming into American society. It makes sense. There's, this place is riddled with anxiety and depression and chaos, lack of order. And we're struggling to have, to find our values. And that seems like a thing that tends to repeat itself from what I've been reading. There's always a generation that comes along and establishes values. And it usually takes about 60 years for those values to become forgotten to a degree or abandoned. And then that generation, 60 years later, will they'll they're struggling to replace the old values and that's where like revolutions occur and chaos ensues because yeah we we kind of we kind of pinpointed where the old values are a little outdated and doesn't really work for today but at the same time we don't know what should replace it and that's where trouble happens. And that seems like that's what's happening right now. There's a lot of chaos happening. There's a lot of division, polarization. And I'm sure a lot of that is kind of exaggerated by looking through social media and stuff. But real world consequences are taking place. And yeah, we're just having trouble agreeing on what we value. What are our values? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if what my values are. But as a whole, as a society, what can we all agree on? I, I'm not going to try to answer that because it seems really tough. But... I think me as an individual, I think my values are pretty well established. I've, and a lot of them are uh, a circumstance of the time and place I was born, obviously. But I've been trying to think really hard about um, what values do I have that were influenced by a biased position because growing up, I grew up in a pretty conservative household, and the uh, people around me, outside my family, were also pretty conservative. And that sort of steered me to a more contrarian viewpoint. Like, <clears throat> I really do think a lot of what I believe now was sort of me being resistant to what I was raised that to believe, you know, I was, I was the kind of person that liked to be different. And 
So I wonder if I was raised in a liberal household, <clears throat> would I be more conservative today? It's interesting to think about. I think most people kind of just conform to it. They don't really challenge it. But for me, it, it seems, even when I was really young, not regarding politics, but just I've always wanted to be the one to just think differently than everyone around me. And I think that had a big role in the way I think about things today. <clears throat> so it's hard to to really recognize if I'm being objective as possible or if it's still just me trying to think differently. I'm trying to... There was... So when I was younger, when I was about 11 or 12, I think that's when Brokeback Mountain came out. And... Everyone, you know, when you live in a, when I lived in a place called Lone Oak, Texas, and it was just super conservative. It was the Bible Belt of Texas, and do you hear about a movie called Brokeback Mountain about two gay cowboys who butt fuck each other? Uh, people are gonna be like, "Do not watch that movie. It is repulsive. It is ungodly." And when I kept hearing that, that's that's when I went and searched for the movie. <laughs> I'm like 11 or 12 wanting to watch this movie about gay cowboys just because everyone else around me hated it or refused to watch it. So I wanted to be the one to watch it. I'm like, what's all the hubbub about? And I watched it and I'm like, oh. Okay. I I was never really bothered by by seeing very risque things at a young age. Also, I was, I was exposed to a lot of things too young, like people getting massacred on the internet. Some dude was doing squats in a gym and his fucking asshole prolapsed. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I can handle a dude butt-fucking another dude. That's, that's nothing at that point. I'm desensitized, man. But... Yeah, I've I just always kind of wanted to do the things that I was encouraged not to do or not to think. That's just kind of I think that that's me naturally because I remember doing behaving that way very young in life. <clears throat> I was always I could always pick up on like what sounded like the obvious answer, but because it was so obvious, it's probably not the right answer. I remember my science teacher in fifth grade, she was asking the class, do you think cold water freezes faster or hot water? And it, like it, it was asked kind of like a trick question, but everyone raised their hand to the cold water and that's when I knew, like, oh, this, everyone's wrong. So I was the only one that raised my hand to the hot water, and I was right. <clears throat> they called me, and, like, uh, someone called me, like, you idiot, when I raised my hand. And the teacher said, well, the idiot is right. I'm like, hey, okay, cool, I guess. But, yeah. I just, I've always liked being a contrarian. But now I'm at a point in my life where I have enough self-awareness and 
I can try to actually consider my ideas a lot more thoughtfully and really think about them like, why do I like think about a situation this way? Why do I view abortion in this sense? Because it is, it was, that was another thing where it was, where everyone around me was pro-life and it sort of steered me to become pro-choice. This is like, that's, that's my high school brain thinking, but now today I'm, I'm still pro-choice, but is it, you know, is it, give me a second. Yeah. But is it because I genuinely think that's the better stance? And in my head, yes, but is it? <laughs> I th I think it is. I think there's just better arguments on the pro-choice side. I've always, not always, but as I've looked deeper into it and thought more about it, I like the idea of the women being the selectors in life. I think they should have the power to decide who lives and who dies. It seems, it seems weird, but that's kind of my stance on it. Let the lady decide, man. She's, it's her burden. And then people will be like, oh, you shouldn't have had sex. Should have wore condoms. Should have been more careful. Eh. That, it seems like abstinence is such a stupid thing to, to talk about. Like to, to advocate for. Because uh, it's also like people who preach abstinence. They're also the same people, usually, who kind of preach against socialism because they argue that it goes against human nature. But it's the same thing with abstinence. It's unrealistic to expect people to not have sex, especially the more you tell them not to do it. I mean, we all know that. Areas, uh, places that are where abstinence is practice more or told more, uh, advocated more to kids. That's where you have higher teen pregnancies. And that's not a coincidence. It's, that's obvious at this point, like with all the data we have and what we know about the human mind. People don't like being told what to do. Oof. But, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with abortion. Kill them. Kill the babies people will not like that one but I just I just see it as a more I that's one of those things where you kind of let your emotions decide how you want to think about it or like the people who are pro-life and pro-choice they're they're arguing two different points they're not having the same argument because one focuses on the child's right to live the fetus is right to live. And the other one is emphasizing on the women's right to choose. Woman's right to choose. And yeah, like I've heard pro-choicers call pro-lifers sexist because they don't want the woman to have the choice. But that's not what they're focusing on. It's not because they hate women. 
because they're sexist. No, they're thinking of the child, and that's fair, because you are terminating a potential human. I say potential human because most eggs, most fertilized eggs become naturally aborted at some point, like most of the time. So women's bodies abort more than they don't abort, whether you know it or not. So, yeah. So that's that's one of those examples where I'm trying to think about, like, do I really think of it this way? Am I really being my own true self? And I don't know if there are, if I'll ever have an answer to that, if I'm really thinking to, like, what my brain thinks. Because at this point, it's kind of almost established, the, my way of thinking. It's hard to really change your mind on, especially on something like that. A lot of, it's one of those things where it's it's really your emotions are involved. Because when you're a pro-choicer and you see an aborted fetus out on a little napkin or something, that's a very gut-wrenching image to have. But, I don't know. It's also like, it's putting too much value on human life. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like, for how little regard we have for other animals in life. And I'm not saying that because I'm a hippie, because I, I do eat meat. You know, I, I do still occasionally eat fast food, and that's a big contributor to factory farming and just very unethical way of killing animals. I'll admit to that. But also, I'm okay with aborting children. It's with how with how little regard we give to other animals. It seems just because we're part of the same species, we should. It's I. I'm looking at it from a very non-emotional way. I'm trying to, at least, like I'm trying to add put logic in it and see if like how things can contradict each other. But it's also one of those opinions that I don't... I haven't thought enough about it. I'm not going to go on live television and debate my position because I will probably lose. Just be, like Especially if I'm talking to someone like Ben Shapiro who, who does actually think about it and, and keeps up with the data and stuff. I'm not prepared to debate a pro-choicer on it, but yeah, this is one example. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I've been talking for 27 minutes. This this has also been a podcast where I'm kind of all over the place, it feels like. I feel like my voice is a little unenergetic today. Because I'm a little tired, but yeah, it's it's where where did this begin? I was talking about sleep, and it slowly turned into hunter gatherer societies, then thinking objectively about something. I don't know. I don't know how I got to here.
but um, yeah, this, this might be a good stopping point. Uh, I really need to eat something. Oh, I got bacon and eggs waiting on me, so I'm probably gonna put a hold. I'll I'll try to have a new recording later today to have ready for tomorrow. I'll try. Maybe I'll take a nap or something and get a little more energized. Or I need to go on a hike. I feel like I sh- I really need one. But but yeah, cool dudes. Peace out.